This is your host, Laura Figures with the Freedom Isn't Free podcast. And today I have the pleasure to interview a lovely couple that has retired together in the army, found love, and now they are the fitness gurus to be. I'm so excited to introduce Mary and Kelvin Bryant. How are you guys doing today? Hello, how are you doing? We're doing doing great. So I kind of wanted to take this episode and spin it a little bit. This week we are celebrating love, 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 right? So you guys, I was able to find a couple that found love in the army. And I kind of want them to tell their story about how they met. So Mary, tell us, tell us about the first day you laid eyes on Kelvin. Well, I met Sergeant Bryant actually in formation. I seen him and kind of admired his swagger, the way he was as an NCO. And I just knew I had to meet him. I needed to talk to him a little bit further. I watched him with his soldiers. I found him to be completely attractive. I wanted to learn more about him. So um, I found my way over to his formation, stood next to him, gave him the greeting of the day before I walked to my formation with my people and gotten, you know, and just gave him that good morning, Saren, how's it going? And just so he noticed me. So Kelvin, did you notice Mary? Did you, she was giving you the eye at formation. Did you notice her, her good, her extra good morning? Well, actually, I didn't notice any of that. I thought that she was just being friendly. Honestly, I did. I thought that she was just being friendly. I knew she was one of the, my fellow platoon sergeants. And I thought she was attractive, but, you know, I didn't pay any attention to I guess her uh, her signs, and to be honest, I did not notice her notice her until we had a Halloween run, and she dressed up in a cat in the hat outfit. So and what was what was this Halloween run? What for a cat in the hat outfit for a Halloween run? Was it like a little sexy little kitten? Are we talking about the real no. cat in the hat? It, well, Halloween run in the army, you know, you do little festive things around the holidays and we had a um, just a run in the morning. It was just like a, a jog, a shuffle um, in company formation where you wore your costume and she wore a cat in the hat costume. Uh, the cat in the hat costume was, you know, pretty normal from the waist up, you know, but from the bottom down, you know, she had the nice little leggings going on, showing off the figure. And that's when I really noticed, noticed her. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you our runs for this particular run. Well, the reason I wore the cat in the hat outfit was because we were allowed to bring children to the fun run. And they were passing out candy and I wanted to be appropriately dressed. And and I thought a storybook character that the kids might know was Cat in the Hat. I didn't know that Kelvin was admiring my Cat in the Hat outfit at the time. Well, the top half was for the kids. The bottom half was for the adults. Or at least me. (laughs) So that's what I noticed first. I did get honorable mention, though. I did get noticed. For my cat in the hat, I did. 
Well, congratulate. It was a, it was for the better storybook character. Now that's all it was. I said it was just because I had a good storybook character for the for the fun run. But you know, but we that was like our initial meet. But I had really fell in love with Kelvin because he was such a strong leader and a strong NCO, and I liked the way he was with his soldiers, and I admired and respected that, and I really wanted to, you know talk with him and maybe even get some guidance because you know what, as NCOs, that's something we can work together with. And, and I just, you know what, I just knew I had to know him. I really needed to know. So you were just flirting a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I was flirting with him on a personal level, but on a professional level, I really admired the way he handled himself as you know, as a non-commissioned officer. And that impressed me more than anything. But I think part of the reason why I didn't notice or, you know, notice that she was flirting was because I was going through my own thing, you know, with my divorce at the time. I was separated and going through the divorce. So, and unbeknownst to a lot of people, you know, they didn't know that, but that was what I was going through. So I wasn't looking for anything, looking for anything. You wasn't looking for love. No, I was not. No, he wasn't. I was just trying to get through what I was going through. Yeah. And I I was already divorced and I wasn't necessarily looking for love, but I definitely, like I said, I had a serious attraction to his strength and the way he carried himself as a man. So let's fast forward date. Where's the first date at? Where did we go? Did we go to uh, the NCO club? Did we go to, you know, the PX commissary? Where was he going? It ain't that many (laughs) options. So you were really dating yourself with the NCO club. However, um, what happened was, you know, as my divorce, you know, went on, we found out that our unit was getting deployed. And initially I was mm-hmm. not on the deployment list because I was going to be allowed to stay back for whatever reason. And turns out that I ended up getting on the deployment list and her and I deployed together yes, in the did. same unit. And um, I think that was a sign, you mm-hmm. know, and it was, we didn't, I guess our first date would actually have been, I don't know, maybe going to the dining facility over there. And uh, uh, yeah, we were at what, Camp Victory. Theater. Yeah. Right. We were at Camp Victory. I guess that would be our first date because. Hold on, they, for, my, for my listeners, where is Camp Victory at? Oh, it's in Iraq. It's outside of Baghdad. So your first official date was in Iraq. Mind you, we, ladies and gentlemen, we were at war at the time. So, well, we were in war. So that was your first date? Well, to to be honest, she would not, you know, we had talked um, after we got to kind of know one another before we deployed. And, you know, we realized that there was some attraction there. I was definitely attracted to her. I was attracted to her integrity, to her honor, to her commitment to duty and doing what she needed to do to get the job done. I was attracted to that. Um, And she let me know in no uncertain terms that we were just going to be battle buddies or friends until Mm -hmm. my divorce was finished. Mm -hmm. And after soon after I got in theater and at Camp Victory, my divorce was was finalized. And then I guess that's when it, you know, took off as far as 
her and I spending more time together. Right. Actually, we became um, workout partners. That was one of the things that we found out we had in common was we went to the gym a lot because when you had that opportunity, you know, for a, a little bit of downtime, everybody went to the gym and Kelvin was instrumental in helping me lift weights. He was, you know, he was my partner. So we worked out together. He w started helping me run, getting my two mile run time down. Just, we did aerobics. We did all of that, you know? So we spent just times as friends so much so that we became inseparable. When you seen, when you seen Bryant, you know, you seen me. So that's how it was. So were you guys, I will say, support for each other during, during, you know, going through the Iraq war, were you guys support and able to lean on one another during that difficult time? Because, you know, being separated from your family is not easy. Um, so did you guys lean on each other? And that's how you were able to form more of a bond also, you know, being over there in a time of war? I think so. I think so more on her part because I think that was her first deployment. Yes, it was. I think by then that was my fourth, maybe fifth deployment. So I knew what it was like. I had been, you know, deployed before um, from my family members, from my other wife at the time, from kids. And now that I was newly divorced, you know, it was sort of a break for me, but it was the first time for her being away from her kids. Yes. So it was very difficult for her and I would just be there for her to you know listen to her vent and for encouragement and just to kind of keep her um keep her going and let her know that you know you just get through it one day at a time mm -hmm. you're gonna have bad days and just try to make it through that bad day to to the next day right. that's all you can do on a deployment yes. so tell me about then now you guys are going through this experience of of war trauma and now you're having to come back home and deal with kids and family and now figuring out what's next for your relationship. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Well, once we got through the deployment and we were on our way back, I found out that I came, we were in, um, we were in Georgia. We were stationed at Fort Gordon and I came down on an assignment going to Hawaii. I was going to be stationed at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. So I knew I was moving on. Um, Kelvin was not moving on. So we were trying to figure out, well, whether we were going to continue our relationship. And a lot of times they say that you have these deployment relationships that you get over there, you meet someone. Then when you come back, you split up and you go your own separate ways. But we really felt like we had a, a, a great connection. And I, I mean, I was in love with him. I can honestly say that the time we spent together, the year we were there, we, I really didn't want it to end. I wanted to come back and I wanted for us to continue on and really take this to the next level. But we both knew that the military wasn't gonna allow for us to, um, to be together. So we were gonna have to make some decisions because I was gonna be all the way on the other side of the, you know, the United States outside of the continent, you know, going forward. So we had to, decide yeah so um as far as i'm speaking for myself over there you know i did develop love for her we found love over there and coming back it could have been real easy for us to just kind of say hey you know the odds are not in our favor 
you're going to go to Hawaii and I was set to retire. I could have retired there uh, in Georgia and that could have been it. But we ended up having to fight for our relationship and for our love. Yes. Um, like she said, she was um, on assignment to go to Hawaii and I had no options of going anywhere. So I had to fight and, you know, talk to certain people and I got myself put on assignment to go to Hawaii. So we ended up going to Hawaii at the same time. Wow. That's awesome. That's that's true love and destined for, for greatness. This is so amazing that the military, you know, cultivates love also, just not only just, you know, battle buddies, but also love. Mm-hmm. So now you guys are both stationed in Hawaii and you're blending your families. I know that must have been a challenge because, you know, your kids now at this point are now all coming together as one. How did now bringing two families together, having this Brady Bunch, how did that happen? How, what were some of the challenges that, that you guys had to address? One of the biggest challenges, I think, was the logistical side. Um, because Mary, I don't think she had made that major of a move. That was a there was a lot to get done mm-hmm. um, because it was last minute. You know, we had to, I had to fight to get on assignment. And by the time I got on assignment for us to leave together, it was sort of last minute. So um, I had an apartment to close out. Right. She had a house to close out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a car that she had to ship. I had a car that I had to ship. And then we also had these kids um, that we had to, get out of school and make sure that we got them enrolled in school over there. And then the personalities of bringing everybody together right. and trying to make all of that work in a new place. And then you get there to Hawaii and we're in a hotel, what, two hotel rooms. Right. Yeah. Joined by a door. Um, and we got these kids with us and we have these new jobs. And at the time, I think our cars hadn't got there yet. So we had a lot of challenges, a lot of logistical things that Mm -hmm. we had to overcome and work through, Mm -hmm. as well as just the personality, um, personalities involved. But we all made it work. Uh, I think we made it work with love and understanding. Mm -hmm. And we just got it done. I think we we sort of made it, we, we definitely incorporated some military training, some backwards planning, but we got it done. Yeah. What he's failing to tell you was prior to us leaving, Kelvin had came to my children that were at home. I have five wonderful children. I am so blessed. And at home at the time, I had two children that were grown and on their own. And I had three children still residing at home. And he came on my birthday and he got down on a knee And he, in front of the children, asked them if he could marry their mom. I was taken back by it and he presented a ring and everything. And of course, I'm like, okay, yes, let's get married. Um, The kids were screaming and, and everybody was really excited because then we left not 90 days later to, um, make the trip down, to make the trip out of the country to go to Hawaii. So it was just fabulous you know it was just but it was so awesome that you know he asked you know he had talked with the kids you know and and really wanted to be a part of the family I mean he had met 
and you know we've had family dinners and things like that but he really wanted to let them know how much he loved their mom and wanted to be a part of their lives and you know we were able to bring you know his daughter over later on once we got established and really bring our family together in Hawaii we were there for 3 years and just enjoyed having the family and and surprisingly everyone got along very well there was no strife there was no you know no hiccups um we just all kind of fell in line like you know this is what we do you know so it was just an awesome awesome experience and actually our anniversary to really cement things is 11 11 which is um when you think of our wedding day it's it's on veterans day uh so we always it's always a running joke for us that it's 11 11 you know we really we've had a marvelous experience meeting in the military and then um marrying you know so in the military on and, veterans day. and the military on, and on veterans day so it was it's been truly awesome so now <clears throat> you guys are retired how is the retired life being married married on veterans day now retired how is that how is the retired life treating you um retired life is good is is good to be retired but you have to keep in mind that you're retired from the military. You're retired from army. You're not retired from life itself. Since mm-hmm. retirement, we have, uh, you know, we went back to school, earned a degree or two here, there, and we are still pursuing our dreams. I, I tell people all the time that, you know, just because you get out of the army doesn't mean your life is over. I don't understand how people have fought and, you know, worked hard strive to be the best that you can be in the army or military for 20 years. And then after you get out, you just sit on the couch or you just say, that's it. Nine times out of 10, you're still young. You can still do things with your life. So, you know, continue to uh, strive to be the best that you possibly can be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we still have, we, we are employed. So we still are working. You know, we have, we actually work for the federal government. So we're enjoying that side. We see the other side that we, you know, we hadn't seen in over the 20 years that we have served our country. You know, we find, we're finding ways to give back, you know, to help out soldiers and, and um, veterans alike, because we know what it's like. We're also, you know, starting, you know, new ways that he and I, we can do things together um, with our fitness, because that's the other thing that we found very important. After retiring from the army, I ended up, because physical fitness was such a part of my life in the army, I um, wanted to just expound on that a little bit and learn a little bit more. So I enrolled in school and, you know, bounced around in other degree plans for, you know, a semester here, a semester there. And I ended up um, coming back to exercise physiology. So I got my degree in that because I've seen what was going on as far as in my family, having, um, having some complications like diabetes and have just poor fitness, how it would affect your life and how it affects your quality of life as you get get older. And so one of the things that, you know, Mary and I incorporate in our life is is physical fitness on a daily basis. Um, the Army has instilled that in us. So we want mm-hmm. to take that and um, take turn that into something entrepreneurial, teaching others about the importance of fitness and the fitness aspect and how that will affect your quality of life. So we are right now on the uh, road to get more certification so we can start teaching some classes, doing some personal training to help others 
Mm -hmm. um, so that they know the importance of uh, being physically fit, not just fit, you know, for, you know, I guess stuff on Instagram, whatever, pictures and stuff like that, but just quality of life so that you can be around for your kids and your grandkids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's important nowadays, especially since we're in this time of COVID, us being at home, you know, we can't really go to the gyms to exercise and lift weights the way we want to. So it's important sometimes for us to like literally turn on a video on YouTube and find a fitness instructor that we we love and, and love to follow their exercises right. and do a fitness routine, um, you know, a 20, 30 minute workout. I know I find myself doing that often because um, I can't step away from, you know, my computer or my little one. So, you know, YouTube has been my go to to get some of my fitness routines. That's awesome. And right. that's one of the things that we have learned and we're uh, building towards because before this pandemic hit, we were starting the process of building it, you know, just small things in the gym so that we could have the, you know, um, convenience of working out whenever we wanted to. Um, so we have actually built up a uh, very astute home gym yep. in our garage and we do our workouts there. So we are, mm -hmm. you know, headed towards um, the goal of, doing some videos on YouTube and putting some of those workouts together for people who are stuck at home because they don't want to go to the gym because they are concerned about the virus and catching it and, you know, affecting mm -hmm. other people and loved ones. So they can, you know, with just a few simple uh, devices and a little bit of knowledge and know-how, they can create their own workout at home. So we want to be, you know, the people who can inspire some other people to do that. That's right with uh, showing them love and, and, and fitness and how military couples do it together. Absolutely, absolutely, Mary. This is awesome, you guys. I love to highlight love stories, especially in the military. And you continue to create and recreate yourselves as a couple. Yes, and I, I think that's interesting how, you know, when I look back on it maybe five, 10 years ago, I never thought that I would be in this place. I never thought that I would be thinking about you know, doing fitness full time or, you know, helping others, inspiring others, doing things on YouTube to help others. So, you know, you never know. And like you say, recreating yourself, recreating our love, rekindling our love. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing. So when is, hold on. So you got married in 2011, mm -hmm. your year, your 10 year anniversary mm -hmm. is this year. Yes, what is. do you guys have planned? Well, hopefully the pandemic will ease up enough because we want to go back to Hawaii. Yes. Uh, where it all started. Or not where it all started, but where we got married. But, you know, right. we want to go back to, to Hawaii. We want to see that again. Mm -hmm. um, we do. So who knows? Hopefully that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope this, this COVID, this pandemic goes away so we can all enjoy the beautiful sunsets in Hawaii and please send me an invitation because I would love to join this love story in Hawaii. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited that you guys were able just to join me for a couple of minutes of this special episode um, with Miriam Kelvin. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Any last remarks you would like to give about love? Well, you never know where you're going to find love or where love is going to find you. So I would just say have an open heart mm -hmm. and be honest and real with yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anything from you, Mary? Well, I would just say that 
love comes in unexpected places. And when it hits, just be ready. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first here. Love is clearly in the military. You can find someone regardless of what rank, what race, what position. They found themselves love while they were at war in Iraq, their first date. That is such a blessing. You guys, thank you so much for um, honoring me to do this interview. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Laura Figures, your host with the Freedom Isn't Free podcast. And if you have not thanked a veteran today, please thank a veteran. And I'm out.